Hello and welcome along to the Voice Behind Our Town podcast with In Motion Theatre. My name is Cameron McGarvan and in this series of podcasts I will be speaking to people from Fergusley Park in Paisley and exploring the truth about their community. What really goes on behind the headlines we all see every single day. On today's podcast, we are joined by Mark Small. Now, Mark is the chairperson of the a registered charity in Ferguson Park called Own Your Bike, which is a charity teaching children how to repair and maintain their bikes. And they also have a repair and service bike um, for customers as well. So, Mark, welcome along to the podcast. How are you? Hi, Cara. Fine, thanks very much. And I'm sure you probably don't go about from what I've, from what I've gleaned from you so far. You probably cower at the thought of being called the chairperson. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. Um, <laughs> You're the man just... that organises things, but the proper title is chairperson of Own Your Bike. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> That's totally fine. So I've embarrassed you already. So that's a good way to start the episode today. But uh, so tell me a little bit. So Own Your Bike is uh, is a registered charity. And as I said, it's about helping children how to repair and maintain their own bikes. Is that right? Yeah, Own Your Bike started in March last year. Um, I'm part of the community council in Fergusley as well. So we were doing a walk around the area to see how we can improve it. Okay. And what I noticed was a lot of old bikes lying about gardens and stuff like that. So what we tried to do was, well, what I was hoping to do was just on a Friday, I would get into a town hall centre, a box of tools, and I would teach kids how to fix a puncture, how to fix just the basic kids, stuff that we used to do ourselves. Um, because sadly, with the throwaway culture we're in just now, parents seem to find it easier just to throw a bike away and buy the kids a new one. Um, so we put a wee post out saying, can we pick up some bikes if you've got them? Yep. And then it formed where the Friday became not just fixing a puncture, it was then fixing wheels, fixing tyres. And then suddenly, for an idea, it ended up growing. I would like to say it started crawling, but it started sprinting. <laughs> um, to, this, to the stage now where we've now got our own base. We've got two, three permanent, pretty much permanent guys are there. I'm there Monday, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday because I work the rest of the week. Um, but I've got guys that are there to Thursday and Friday as well. Okay. So I we're, we're really busy. So it started off because when I've been when I was coming into the Tannen Hill Centre, it was a Friday afternoon. But you were telling me that you're now kind of doing you're doing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, nine to three, pretty much. Is that right? Yeah, we, I'm in there now, weather permitting, because we work out of containers. So if it's chucking it down the rain, I can't ask volunteers if they'll work in the rain for us. Of course. Um, so what we do is we'll post up in the morning if we're going to be in. It's the only right, way exactly. we can really do it. Um, it's pretty much full time. And the, these containers, are, uh, are the containers based at the back of Tannen Hill Centre or somewhere else in Ferguson? Yeah, Park? We're, we're at the car parts behind the Tannen Hill Centre, which All is right. actually behind Glencoats Primary School. Yes, yes. It's called Falcon Crescent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it used to be the old shops were in Falcon Crescent, so we're based there. Um, we have, at the moment, we've got three containers, and we're buying a fourth container, and we're going to make it into a proper workshop, cutting the containers to make a proper space to work. Okay. Um, so that's and 
the, the containers in are they a result of recent times or have the containers been something that you've wanted for a while or is containers were not a, even a thought when we started this. We actually thought we would just be based in the Tannehill Center, we would somebody would bring a bike then we'd fix it. And then we put a post up to ask for bikes and we ended up with over hundred bikes. Um that was pretty much right at the start. And when we put a post in now, we still get maybe 70, 80 people sending us bikes. Huge so amount, huge amount. I mean, there must be, I mean, there must be some real benefit to the community. I mean, apart from the fact that people know how to fix their bike, what would you say, in your opinion, are the kind of benefits to the community as a whole? Well, now I see people that can actually fix their bikes, and we now have parents asking for bikes because their kids have got bikes and now the parents decided, actually, we could go a wee run rather than just the way and being out the front. Of course. Bike. We could now actually go somewhere. It's a really positive, um, a, a positive circle, I suppose, because the child has a bike, then mum gets a bike, dad gets a bike, yep. and then they've all got bikes and they're then doing something as a family or a, a, as a community. Absolutely, yeah. Now, we also, we did an event last year um, where we had over 300 people attend at the Tannehill Centre. Right. Um, and that was, again, just one of our ideas. Let's have a bike ride around Fergusley. So we did a, a five-kilometre cycle around Fergusley, but we didn't want to tell people it was five kilometres, because if you tell somebody they're cycling five kilometres, they go, yeah. nope, we're doing it. So we told them it was a 20-minute cycle. <laughs> and they weren't leaving Fergusley, so they literally didn't realise how far they cycled. Um, and then they came back with a big party and stuff like that. It was a really good time. I bet. Um, but it was chucking it a rain and we thought nobody's going to turn up we're going to get 20, 30 people that's fine for us because we're depleting that there take the kids on a recycle we'll drop them back off we'll give them a, a nice wee goodie bag and we'll send them home ended up with over 300 people attending the tunnel so people attending you expected you expected about 20 people did you see and you got over 300 we had about 300 people attending the Tannehill Centre on the day, and we had 43 people on cycles. That's amazing. Uh, cycling all around, and that was and that was on May. I think we'd done that. Okay. And that was we only started in March. Remember? Of course, yes. That was then, um, and then after that, it's just uh, it's it's been really really good. It's been a brilliant thing for Fergusley as well. Can I can I ask? So that this is a really positive thing. That you're, that you're talking about, that you've done, that, that has been achieved from that small idea you had about helping people fix the puncture. Did the, the media did, did, did the media pick up on this? Paisley Express, um, the girl at Paisley Express has been good. She has contacted us a few times just to get a wee keep up to what they were doing. Um, so I, she's been doing a few times of photographer and stuff. So the Paisley, so the Paisley Express picked up. Was there a wider, um, a wider awareness from the press about it, or was it more just really Paisley knew about it? Just uh, Paisley, because the Paisley Express, the record are the same. I think there was a wee bit in the record as well. Right. Um, but I don't, I don't go for the to be out there on the social media. People that need us know where we are. Yeah. Um, and one of the problems we had when we tried to become a charity was because. Becoming a charity, you have to have a reason to become a charity. Yes. So we 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 are sadly to say we're postcode. We're quite fortunate um, that we can get the figures in. So um, one of the questions they asked us was, "Well, how do you know who needs a bike fixed and who can afford it, who can't afford it?" So 
the only way I could answer it was, well, if a kid comes into a downhill centre with a bike, surely mum and dad can't afford to go to Halfords and get it fixed. So they come yes. to us. You know, but that, it's just the, the way they are, really. Do you know what you've hit on there, Mark, and it's come up in every everybody that we've talked about uh, and talked to you on the podcast and also in our work coming into Ferguson and meeting people. It's it's about, you know, this almost like a postcode lottery nice. and, and the negatives of hearing a Ferguson postcode. We were talking about, to somebody the other day about applying for a job and as soon as they put Ferguson Park or the Ferguson Park postcode comes up, it yep. immediately is a negative. But you're talking about, weirdly, the positives of the postcode in terms of funding and for you guys as a charity. So it's, it's, it's a contradiction, isn't it, really? Well, for funding for us, it's it's been so strange. My wife runs a local gym in Ferguson as well. Now, she's run it for 13 years without any help. I think she got £3,000 funding 13 years ago and she's not having since. £3,000? Yeah, 13 years ago. Now we are the new guys, really new guys on the block and um, people are now coming to us saying, can we give you this? Can, can you help this? So as a result, uh, the, gov- the Scottish Government scheme for the £50 to fix your bike. Mm-hmm. Basically saying, right, you need to apply. So we applied yeah. for £2,000 and then we got another £2,000. And then today I got an email saying we've just been approved for the other £1,000. Fab. Um, so I, it's, but I mean, these spaces fill really fast. It's £50 to fix your bike. Yeah. So we, when they contact us at first, they say, much as it to service a bike. So we said, well, we're only £30 to service a bike. Mm-hmm. Oh no, that's too cheap. That's too cheap. Um, the, the cheapest one you can have is £45. All right, then we're £45 to service a bike. And they were happy with that. Um, so, aye, it's been great. So you can get your bike serviced, wheel throw in, tyre, tubes and whatever else needed. Um, so, I people are just... Cycling Scotland and Cycling UK have been brilliant for us. Um, so we came onto their radar. They're, they're kind of running the government scheme. So if we came onto their radar, they're now asking us, do you fancy going and being a mobile unit mm. where you can get to different areas? So I so has, so has this, you know, that this government scheme you're talking about, have they, did they perhaps look at the scheme that you've got running in Ferguson Park and learn from that? Or was that something that was already up and running before you guys were on the scene? Or no, the, been- the, the, due to what's happened recently with the, the, the COVID stuff, um, I know that's been a big negative and it gets everybody down. Mm-hmm. But see, to be honest, for us, that has been our big stepping stone. That's where we have been noticed. We have been, everybody needs a bike. Everybody wants it. You can't get a bike. And you all, can't get a bike in Scotland or the UK. Well, the bikes are just, uh, they're I'm, a no-go because everybody's got them. <laughs> I've got to decathlon to buy stuff to fix bikes and they're even empty. They're asking me if I've got stuff. So, <laughs> so you, you touched upon... You touched upon your wife as well and yep. the, the gym she set up with £3,000. So are you you and your wife, clearly there's something that you guys want to do uh, for your local community. Are you both Ferguson born and bred or have you yep. moved in? Or? No, totally. We've been here for day one. Um, day one. Uh, my wife has just left Ferguson Community Nursery. Uh, she worked there for 23 years. She's now way up to Williamsburg to be a deputy head up there. Um so I, we've always been here. So you I've owned both... a shop. I've owned a shop in Ferguson as well. I used to own a wee shop. Um, so I, we've always been with it. 
And what changes have you seen over the years then? Because presumably if you're you know, born and bred and you've grown up there, you went to school there and you, you work there, what changes have you seen over the years? Well, I, I, big, big changes, especially now. I mean, I don't, because I'm on the community council, I kind of turn and say, oh, it's been great because they're doing this and they're doing that. But for them being in, it's giving the community a voice where you can go to your community council and say, look, you're going to help us with this. Um, so I see the guys, I see like Terry and John, they're the main guys for the community council. Uh, I see what they're doing, uh, and it's actually it's giving this, the community a chance to get involved, yeah, even yeah. on uh, new house builds and stuff like that. The community have then got a voice to say, well, we actually don't want that, or we do want that, you know what I mean? So it has been really, really positive. I mean, I remember back when I was growing up in Ferguson, where people were running about chasing each other with sticks and knives and everything. In the streets, so now it's it's changed so much. Uh, it's a hard one. Talking about growing up, I can actually hear your kids in the background. I think they're they're obviously wanting to get in on the action. Are they? What's their experience of growing up in Ferguson? Then is, does that would you say that their their time growing up in the area is different to when you grew up? A lot of people that come from Ferguson say uh, it's the best place to bring your kids up in. Why? I don't know. If it's, I think it's just because you know everybody. Sometimes better the devil you know and the devil you don't. Yeah. Um. A lot of people say, "Oh, I wouldn't live in Ferguson. It's rubbish, so full of drug addicts, and everybody's up to something." Mm-hmm. But that happens everywhere now. I mean, I was a delivery driver for DHL, so I covered most of the west of Scotland, and it happens in every every place you go to. You know, it's, it's always the same. It used to be, I always remember growing up, Ferguson and Easterhouse was in two bad places. Mm-hmm. But now it's no people. Are, I mean, Ferguson's got a higher majority of bought houses than any other scheme in Scotland, um, which is a hard thing to say, if you know what I mean. Um, I think it's something like, I can't remember offhand, but something like... Um, it's like 60 odd percent of the houses are either privately owned, or, um, so I there's been big changes. I mean, that is, that is a high in. percentage, isn't it? Considering that because the press talk about high unemployment and all the problems, you know, a lack of jobs and you know, things in Ferguson Park, but yet if the 60 percent of houses are privately owned, that's that's a, a fair old back of a percentage, absolutely. Um, you know, the I wouldn't say don't quote me on that, but I'm sure that was a figure I read, was that? Okay. Um, but the council are just starting to build, where they're going to be building a new set of houses just now. That's the first houses they've built since the 1960s. Wow. Obviously, all the other houses have been built by housing associations or by private people. 60 years. It's t- so 60 years. And they've actually been pulled down now. <laughs> you, you, you were talking about... Um, it sounds like you've managed to create some jobs with Own Your Bike. Did you say that there were some staff there that you're now permanent with you? Is that right? I right, we're still volunteers. Um, oh, there's so volunteers, that, right, okay. But they are full-time volunteers, pretty much. Um, one of the guys has been cycling for, I knew him 40 years ago, uh, or 35 years ago, um, and he came back in, and he's back living in Ferguson, he moved away, he's back living in Ferguson. And he was sitting on his board, and his wife says to me, why don't you ask Tony if he'll come in and help you? So I forgot how much bike work Tony actually done. Tony was a proper cyclist. Okay. One, of his, 
mad guys, you peep your horn, mate, tell me to go to the road. <laughs> um, so he's now with us, and I would love to find funding for him to get him full time because the guy just, he actually loves what he's doing, and that's why of they Of course. Did. If you can find somebody who really loves what they're doing, then why would you not try and find them a wage? Well, it, 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 well, I mean, volunteering for a start gives people a, a focus and a, and a purpose, doesn't it? If they, you know, if, they, if say if they're unemployed for a period of time, it could be you know years. It gives people a focus and a, and a purpose. Well, it, it gives people that bit of confidence, bit of self respect. Yeah. Um, we've got a young boy who's now working with Dartwood Crew in Ferguson, uh, young Aiden. Right. Now, Aiden is was in school with my daughter, and Aiden used to come out of my house, and he was terrified he wouldn't even speak in here now, he's a big big boy for 16 year old and up here he wouldn't even speak he was so quiet so i kind of convinced him why don't you come and help us with a bike so now since then aiden has been out helping off the off the march he's been out helping every group in fergusley he's helped deliver food parcels to every house in fergusley mm-hmm. um, he's been nominated for salt tire awards yes we yeah, it's been amazing but i'm always committed to it Yes, he, he's been mentioned before in one of the other episodes. Um, I can't quite remember who it was, but that young chap, Aiden, came young up. Aiden, I. Uh, yes, he, he came up before. So he's obviously somebody that's, <laughs> that's doing a really good job and going places. Exactly, I. Um, that's all I like to see. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm no, glad absolutely. If you can give somebody a bit of confidence to feel good and say, right, you know what, I can actually do this, then why not? It's, I mean, and obviously somebody like Aidan, you know, can, can only help to inspire other other young people as well in the area. Well, he's getting involved a lot with his, I, he's getting involved, involved a lot with school and that as well now, so he's doing a lot of his own stuff. Oh. Well, talking about children, there's, there's one of talking yours in the background. cherubs, aye. Is that you going to play Minecraft again? <laughs> are you are you needing to get back to, uh, to uh, parental duties, are you, Mark? Even when, even when this finishes... I'm going to just keep talking as it's all going. I'm going to sit and so, play games on the computer. How do you, how do you think how do you think the you could go about creating more job? Obviously, you're trying to get more funding for own your bike, but how do you think? I mean, is there is there a lack of jobs? I mean, you're saying about a, quite a high percentage of people owning their houses, but do people have to travel then for work? I think so. I think um, I couldn't really say to be honest. I believe people must be travelling to work because there's not really a lot of jobs about here unless you go to Asda's and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but my aim for this year is to get a couple of guys a salary. Even if I can find a salary for a full-time or part-time member of staff, that would be brilliant for us. That means we can be open five days a week um, or six days a week. I can maybe slow down a wee bit. Um, if I can find that local guys are jobs, then that, that would do me fine. What else do you think could could be done to to create other jobs in Ferguson? Do you think what 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 would be good to create a a, a a more positive employment? I don't know environment for want of a better word. Pass. Um, it's a hard one down here. There's, there's loads of ideas off firing about at the moment. Um, there's a big bit of space down because we're working at containers. And we have been really successful working at containers. We've actually spoke to the Tannehall Centre and stuff and says, see that bit of land that's doing the back there? Why don't we fill up the containers and rent them out to small companies and say, tenner a week, there's your rent. Um, and that gives people a base as well. Yeah. That, that's bringing people into Ferguson and it's using up a bit of land that's totally wasted. Yeah. 
Of course. I mean, there's loads of things you can do. I mean, I've been a cafe in a container. I mean, you, oh. don't, you know, people, people nowadays use these shipping containers for all sorts of different things. I mean, well, you know, I, I was sitting watching them building houses and I, I thought it's absolutely amazing. The way we are doing ours just now, we've got two 20-foot containers and we've got one 40-foot and one coming. So what we're going to do is we're going to put the four of them together um, like a U-shape. So we'd have a 40-footer, mm-hmm. 20-footer, 20-footer and then a 40-footer. That would mm-hmm. give us a yard space. And then we'll put holes in them so that we can actually walk through the inside. So we'll have a proper workshop uh, and then hopefully get solid electricity straight in it. So we'll get a proper base rather than just saying, we work out of these old shipping containers. Yeah. You can then get them painted and get the logos on it and make it look much better. The the young people that are coming to visit you on a weekly basis to have their bikes fixed and repaired must be they, they must they must get some inspiration from the work that you're doing and seeing these shipping containers being used and everything that's happening. I mean, they must be getting the ideas themselves. We have uh, young Aidan and that and David and that as well, a couple of young boys that come down quite regular. They actually come up with ideas. What else could we use these shipping containers for? And I've seen lots of stuff. A couple of these shipping containers up at the top end of Ferguson where there's no shops and put a wee shop in there. Um, I said, the stuff you can do with them is unbelievable. You could make spaces, you could make community centres and stuff like that out of shipping containers. Shipping, a 40-foot shipping, shipping container costs £2,000 yeah. and that's it delivered. So that's not a lot of money to to make a lot of space and make a secure space as well. I mean, I it sounds to me that you're you know you're you're creating, inspiring a, a whole bunch of young entrepreneurs. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully. Um, Mark Small, the chairperson of uh, Own Your Bike, is creating uh, a creating a a whole generation of young business people to to go out there and. Uh, I, I prefer Mark Small, that guy that fixes the bikes with the container. Well, that's fine. <laughs> Sounds we, better. <laughs> we can go with we can go with that, but you know, like I've met with other people, just you know, inspirational, uh, which is which is lovely. You're, you're inspiring people for their future, and so to to kind of wrap up a little bit, Mark. What if I was to say to you, okay, somebody arrives in Fergusy, they don't know you're talking to somebody they've never been to Fergusy Park, and you've got five words to describe the area to them. What would your five words be? They can be a sentence or they can be five individual words. Come in, sit down, relax. <laughs> Come go. in. Come in, sit down, sit down relax. Relax. Exactly. It's not as bad as people think. People think it's a terrible place. It's not a terrible place. There's terrible people everywhere and terrible people, the same as we used to get in the 80s with the football. Billigans, small minorities, ruin it for a lot of like a lot of nice people. Uh, you'll certainly find a lot more people, friendlier people in Ferguson than what you do in most places, and that's clearly evident when something happens in Ferguson, uh, yes. like somebody passing away. There's, it's like a parade in Ferguson just now because we can't get to funerals. They're, they're out in the street clapping funeral hearses and that going by. Yeah. It's so good. So it's my well, my experience because I, you know, I'm obviously I'm not from Fergusy. I've never pretended to be from Fergusy, uh, but my experience of meeting people in the area is exactly what you just said. The the kind of heart is on the sleeve. It's everywhere you go, and people are just so warm-hearted and kind and just generous. And um, even if they maybe don't necessarily have 
an awful lot materialistically wise. You know, they, they seem to just want to give and help people, which is wonderful. So, well, absolutely. I mean, even Urbie Street just now, we can't get the kids out for Halloween. We probably go at about 14 kids in our street. So, myself and Elaine through one of the other groups, uh, Nikki, a few of the neighbours have got together and says, rather than just giving out bags to each door, why don't we have a wee kind of social distancing bit where the kids can walk around? So across from here, we've got a big uh, sports centre that's got trees and stuff. So we're actually going to do a thing there um, where the kids can walk around and then they can pick up like a bag at the end of it. So we're also even thinking, oh, I've got a projector. So we're thinking if we can just be my big picture up on it, it could be like a cinema night for them. Because there's only eight of them, but sadly it's to be chucking through the rain and stuff. <laughs> well, it is Scotland. Yeah, you, I know, you know, it, I know. It, it's the west coast of Scotland, so what do you expect? I know. You know, so rain, the, rain, rain. We might just get the gazebos out and oh. just do something like that. We'll see how it works out. Well, look, Mark Small, you've been fabulous. Uh, in the words of Craig Revel Hallward. Is that his name from Strictly Come Dancing, Craig? You know, you know, you know the judge in Strictly. No, I don't watch Strictly, but I, I know who you mean. <laughs> it's, it's only taken me five podcasts that's, to get to. That's too posh for Fergus Lee. We can't do that. <laughs> get away! Like, listen, Mark. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me. Um, inspirational. Well, thank you for joining us, and please do spread the word. The podcast accompanies a brand new play from Inmotion Theatre, Other Side of the River, by Lisa Nickel, which will be touring when it is safe to do so, so please do keep an eye out for any information on that. This podcast has been made possible by Future Paisley, Renfrewshire Leisure, and Renfrewshire Council.